0: This is CliffCentral.com.
1: All right. uh, It's Brett Levy, and welcome to the new futurology, new and improved. And I actually need to say at that point that I hate it when I see brands that talk about new and improved because either something is new or it's improved. But I can justify it because here at Cliff Central, we do things differently. Um, Our show has now moved from Tuesday to Monday which means we're in a new time slot and for all those people that are listening to the show tomorrow at uh, 4 o'clock, you need to check the listing and see that we've moved. Improved, we're now a full hour, so um, thank you guys. Obviously, um, there's been a lot of good support for the show and we've moved from 45 minutes to 60. Today, I have an amazing show. Um, I have two guests that are going to be joining us and... Um, I'm going to start with my first guest now. But as usual, we need to look at the app of the week. And the one that I've come across, which I think picks up off uh, B2 and Candice's discussion last week of security and uh, the, the, the the woes of the Internet and how kids are spending, um, it's called Our Pact. And the idea behind it is to help parents control screen time. So we all have uh, iPads and, and phones and tablets at home, and now that the schools are encouraging the syllabi to be put onto these things. Um, You know, research shows that kids aren't sleeping, they're not being social, uh, family units are breaking down. So what our pack does is it lets you as the parent control when the device actually switches off. So the screen's gone, kids can't do anything, and they have a choice. They can sleep or talk to their parents or hopefully do their chores. So check it out. Right, back to my guest today. So I have Jeffrey Mann in with us today. Morning, Jeff. How's it going? Good morning. Good. Doing very well. Fantastic. Jeff is the Vice President of Research at Gartner, and he's also the Chair for the Gartner Africa Symposium. Now, for those listeners that don't know what Gartner does, Jeff, can you maybe just give us a quick overview?
0: So Gartner is a global company, and we do consulting and research around IT issues. So generally larger companies, but also mid-sized companies, they contract with, take a subscription more or less with Gartner. And uh, they work with analysts like me, where we write research about trends, about best practices, about things that are going on. And we also hold events like Symposium, where we have three days where we talk about those trends and present many of those best practices.
1: Okay, now we're going to get onto the Symposium, because that's Quite exciting, but just a question from my side. I've read a lot of your white papers, and I've I've seen them. You know, and, and they get shared, and there's a lot of uh, opportunities for for people to find information. I mean, I think when I was on the website, I saw twelve or fifteen thousand white papers available uh, for free, as a you know to to show the value they got and it does. Do you? it's Gartner do you actually consult in the physical space as well I mean do you have consultants or analysts that go and work hand in- hand with companies
0: we do that is not that is a an important but not the largest part of our business and the consulting we do is somewhat different than what many of the classic consulting we don't implement you know everything we do is around advice so we talk about how you should do things what the best practices are so we do consulting where it is formulating a strategy um, maybe helping to fix a project that's come uh, that's come Unstuck. Um, we don't come in and build things. We don't sell things. Uh, part of the reason for that is that we don't. We want to keep our our independence and objectivity. So we are not resellers of any of the other technologies. We don't. Uh, yeah, we don't. But we don't sell their products anyway. Everything we do is around advice and really around the strategy. That really is our main focus.
1: And I'm glad you used the word strategy because you know that seems to be. I, I've said it a few times. You know, if you. If you don't plan to succeed, you plan to fail. And uh, if you haven't got the the building blocks right, or if you're aligned to something or a service that uh, might sway you, it's not necessarily the best. So that that is good to hear. So we mentioned the symposium. I mean, the Gartner Symposium, IT Expo. Um, this is a global uh, symposium, to my understanding. In fact, it's the world's most important gathering for CIOs and probably senior people, you know, in the in the digital space. Um, the Worldwide, uh, symposiums, I'm um, led to believe are 24 odd thousand mm. attendees. I mean, that's massive.
0: Yeah, it's a lot of people. And, uh, particularly, uh, when you go to the, 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 biggest one is in Orlando. That's the, uh, that's the, the U.S. one. So there we get around 10,000 people almost. You know, that's, uh, some of those are Gartner people, but, uh, you know, that's a very big event. Um, it really is a kind of a traveling road show. Um, it's kind of a circus that uh, moves around the world. And I'm pleased that actually Cape Town is the first one. So we kick off with Cape Town.
1: Oh, wow. And okay, th- that's cool.
0: Yeah, so it's, uh, so that's the, 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 the first crack of it comes, uh, crack at it comes from, uh, comes in South Africa. After that, there's Orlando, Barcelona, uh, India, Japan, Sao Paulo, Australia, and Dubai. I think I hit them all.
1: Okay, so people can't see, but my eyes are flicking left, right, left, right, because my <laughs> question was, do you go west to east or east to west? <laughs> because I know you travel. <laughs> so uh, jet yeah. lag becomes a gotten yeah. a thing yeah. over the next year yeah. while you do this.
0: Yeah, I don't do them all. I, I don't think anybody anymore does actually all of them okay. uh, because we've gotten enough of them. Actually, some of them even overlap. So um, yeah, but they do, they
1: bounce around a lot. All right. And is it the same type of insights that are shared or are there unique things that are specific mm. to each market?
0: There is, uh, I mean, generally what we will do, it is we are talking about the global trends, and they are pretty consistent around the world is what we find. There are two things we do to present it in local markets. One is that we will always contextualize it. So every presentation we do will be, you know, some of it is going to be shifting. When you're talking about CIO trends, that's always going to be affected by the local economic situation. So we'll be changing it there. We try to use, we will use local examples and, you know, uh, coming up with a government example in the U.S. and talking about that in Australia, well, it doesn't always make sense because the government structures can be very different particularly in industries like healthcare and uh, and education. Um, the second thing we do is there also is some commission content, some specific content that is done in each location. Uh, so last year, for example, we did a, a hype cycle uh, for Africa, uh, which is looking at many of the trends, the different technologies, and kind of talks about you know, where it is in the cycle of maturity. A second thing that we do specifically in Africa, and right now it's a, uh, we're only doing it here, uh, maybe picked up in some of the other areas later, but right now it's one that originated in Cape Town. We called it the Aspiring Innovators Program. So that is one that really looks for B2B-oriented small African companies uh, to really kind of give them a, a, a chance to be able to present to the symposium office, to uh, our audience,
1: uh, to give them a chance to to really show what they're doing. Okay. Now, I had that noted down, and there was a question I was going to ask you, because I believe this is the second year that we're doing this here in Cape Town. Um, the fact that, that Gartner is so on the pulse with what's going on in global trends, would it be accurate to say that the people that are invited for this honor, and I mean, mm-hmm. I just want to clarify that that is a privilege and honor to be able to come and present to, we have what, about 1,200 delegates mm-hmm. down there? And mm-hmm. these are the, the best of the best that South Africa has, or maybe even Africa. Mm-hmm. So um, do you take the research that you've done over the the quarter or 6 months or whatever it is and then try and match up these aspiring innovators and give them the stage based on the fact that in the audience are probably people looking for solutions. Is, is.
0: yeah, that's really the focus. Uh, I, I do want to make sure, though, this isn't like a sort of a idols thing or something. We're not trying to. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's not a contest. We don't really pretend. As, as long to... as you don't have
1: Gareth Cliff as your judge, <laughs> you don't have to worry. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't want to be in that either on either side of that
0: table. <laughs> <laughs> so it's you know we we're really looking for interesting examples that would be of interest to our delegates. That's the primary reason for it because the people who come to these events that's our primary audience that we're looking to do we're uh, looking to serve at the same time we do want to give a, a bit of a boost we want to give uh, uh, show some attention to some of those uh, some of those startups you know but we don't pretend that these are the very best uh, we're also you know there's not and so uh, part of that is also to say that the selection process is very subjective <laughs> it's basically the ones that I think are going to be interesting mostly <laughs> of course there is some criteria you yeah, has to be b2b you have to have real customers it has to be based in Africa there's certain I um, uh, have to have uh, there, there are certain revenue limits and things like that. But uh, so aside from that criteria, it really is trying to find a good mix. Uh, so because we can only we can only target six, you know, so we're not going to really, uh, uh, really, uh, we don't really pretend that that's going to be a representative picture of technology. But really, just trying to find ones that are interesting because our delegates have been asking for it.
1: Okay, now you say you're going to be targeting down to six. Is it too late for people to submit? Um, or is that in the process at the moment? It's in the
0: process at the moment. I'm, uh, I've gotten about 30, uh, submissions so far. Um, uh, sending an email to aspiringinnovators at gartner.co.za, uh, or you can look at the gartner.co.za website. There's information there as well. Uh, that will give you some information about those criteria and really some of the history and what we're looking for. Cause this is the second year and we are, you know, looking to, it was a, a success. Delegates appreciated it and so did the participants. Uh, so we're looking
1: to take this further. Okay. And I think the most the most important thing, though, is, you know, please read the terms and conditions and please look at it because, you know, you, you don't want to try and put your first foot into the business world by showing that you can't read the instructions. I mean, there's nothing more frustrating. You know, don't waste our time. Don't waste your time. But uh, also you know when you do make it through that's quite something i mean that this is pretty much a pat on the back
0: yeah it is and it's also a chance to get contact with those 1200 very senior level cios uh, from across africa of course we have a strong south african participation but we also get ones from the re- uh, get participants from the, de- uh, the rest of africa mauritius nigeria kenya botswana those are uh, tunisia uh, those are several that i recall meeting with but uh, i you know, hope i'm not forgetting uh, if i if i'm forgetting you that's only because it, it was a year ago when I was
1: doing those meetings <laughs> now, I know your your personal focus is around the digital workforce, and that's something I'm incredibly passionate about. Um, I refer to myself as a mobilist, um, you know, and again, being in Africa, it is mobile first. you know we do everything on our phones. Um, what are some of the tipping points in the workforce, and more importantly? What does this space look like in five years from now, in your opinion?
0: Well, I think if we take some of the trends that are beginning now, where a lot of the focus is on, I would say, not just mobility. I think mobility is certainly a strong focus. But I think if you kind of pull back a little bit and put even the idea of mobility in context, a lot of it is coming around the idea of an individual choice. Uh, consumerization, uh, to use another word we've been using for a while, that it is really moving away from the type of situation where when you come in, you get a new job. You come in and your boss or someone from IT hands you a Windows laptop and says, this is now your home. (laughs) And everything (laughs) that you need to do is located on this laptop. And if it's not on this laptop, you you are forbidden from using it. Don't even think about using anything else. Now, still, that is the situation still in some organizations, but I think largely it's moving away from that. It's moving to the idea where people make their own choices. You know, if they want to be using Macintoshes, if they want to be using Android, um, you you know, and I think if you take that out even a couple of years from now, that's going to be going further. One of the things – you mentioned mobile first, and certainly that is a, a very common sort of a, of a rallying cry that I see many vendors talking about. But I think it's actually even going to the next step. Um, one of the advice I'm, I've been giving when I talk with organizations planning these digital workplace ideas is to you – know, mobile first is good, but mobile only is better. You know, because, and that is Jeff, really I more love of, you already. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, the, the crucial thing is I, th- I find that you should plan for mobile only, that you're only using mobile devices, and here's the key, even if you aren't. Even if you know that people are still going to be using laptops, but if you design around the concept of mobile only, your desktop apps will get better. They're better designed, you know, when they are seen as the accompaniment to a mobile app rather than the other way around.
1: That you know, and I've been—I feel a bit like Don Quixote because I've been walking around doing that, you know, saying, "Guys, start with mobile, and the rest will come. Push it through to the cloud or the servers, and whatever you need to do. You know, break that that chain to the big building." Um, and, but on that note, I mean, the key challenges that we face in business here in Africa is connectivity. You know, I remember sitting in—I think it was at Google last year at at uh, the campus, which. Let's be honest. I mean, the speed of connectivity there has got to be one of the best in Johannesburg at that time. And uh, they had one of the chaps here from Mountain View doing a whole Google for Business presentation, and it crashed. You know, he lost connection. And we, I mean, we laughed, but in hindsight, it's the reality of South Africa is that we can't move to the cloud. We can't move to this total mobile environment yet. I know it's coming. I mean, we're seeing the roads being dug up everywhere. Um, the fibers being laid the networks are getting stronger. But you know, if you look at, and I know you work in all the markets, but if you look at um, a first world market, and I really hate using that word because we are a global village, but if you take somewhere like Europe or the States or Australia where connectivity is not actually an issue versus Africa and obviously South Africa because we're based here, how do you see this happening? How, how long is it going to take us here in Africa to catch up with the rest of the world?
0: Well, I would want to put it, in a bit of perspective, and I'm very conscious about, you know, I've, I've been coming to South Africa for about 15 years, and I'm very conscious of I don't want to come and tell you about how things are here. I, I mean, I, I, I come here regularly, but, uh, but but one thing that I've seen, even in the 15 years that I've been coming here, is how much better it has gotten. <laughs> agreed. And, no, no, agreed. It's absolutely. I remember just a little incident, we a little anecdote we had around symposium. It was a couple years ago, at the time when, uh, you know, when it was still quite common to have capped uh, bro- broadband <laughs> uh, 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 licenses or bro- broadband uh, subscriptions. One of the things we wanted to do, we, eventually we weren't able to get the rights. But at that time, the most viral YouTube video was Battle at Kruger. You may recall that that went around, and it was a uh, it was a uh, lions attacking a wildebeest, and then the yep. wildebeest rallied, and then there were crocodiles and alleg- yeah, It was a it was a marvelous video. But the thing is, everyone was talking about it except the South Africans, because nobody could afford the bandwidth. You know, it, <laughs> I mentioned it on stage, and somebody else came up angrily and said, "Ah, I just used my entire monthly <laughs> allocation on watching that video." Yes, it was amazing, but yep. you know, yeah, and that was not very long ago. Well, uh,
1: you're right. There was a there was a, a I don't know if they. Still around, I think it was called AfriCam or something like that, where mm. they used to have cameras set up uh, around the drinking holes. Mm. And every time a cheetah or a lion or something would come, I mean, people would stop and look at their screens, but not people in South Africa. Mm-hmm. We couldn't afford the bandwidth. Yeah. Yeah. So yes, we have come there. And I agree. And I'm not bashing anything. And it's something we've accepted and worked around. Um, I mean, even the Cliff Central app, if you look at how small the data consumption is to pull down the file afterwards... And you have the choice between low and medium. High. So we do work around it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, I think in order for the rest of the world to really do business with us, we need to be at the same speeds as them. It's a kind of like you need to adapt to us. We don't need to adapt to you mentality. Mm. And that's something we... We have as a challenge here, and I've seen that now also from my travels. You know, it's like, oh, but I don't know if I can send you the file. It's two gigs. Mm. You know, you can. It's not all of us. It's certain <laughs> yeah, areas. Yeah. So that's the education process. I think that has to be taken away from this as well.
0: Well, I think also if I can see the, the way, I think it may be again uh, also developing. Right now, the risk is, of course, that when you're in, yeah, you know, when you're in areas like Santon or Road, you know, that's not a problem. Correct. you know, you know, that, you know that that's not going to be a problem. And the very big difference that there is, you don't have to go very far before you start seeing very differences. But that also. Is really starting to unleash ingenuity. That's some of the things that I'm seeing in some of the inspiring innovators' um, uh, submissions. Now they often don't get chosen because we are looking for B 2 B and not necessarily the B 2 C, the business to consumer. That's not really our focus. Uh, but when you see say, people doing things like mesh networks, you know, where yep. or other kinds of things where you can buy for a few rand, you can buy some connectivity which is shared off of a uh, off of some other kind of connection. You know, uh, I think that it is uh, so as well as being a handicapped in some. Way, it's also going to unleash ingenuity.
1: Oh, that's great. I mean, at least the, and that's something that we need to do. So if you're seeing it, it means it's happening, which is awesome. As a closing comment, um, you know, I've been in the agency world for many years, and you know, we used to have the above the line, below the line, through the line, full service. Probably as many as three, four years ago, you, you know, people using the terminology full service agency, but they didn't do digital. And then you had your digital agencies, and I've worked in some of the biggest digital agencies in the world. Now we're seeing a full service agency has to have digital. In fact, are leading out with digital. We're seeing digital first and the rest follows. So the campaigns are better, the delivery's better. Now, if you choose to plead the fifth, and being an American you're entitled to. <laughs> do you see the CMO position actually disappearing and the CIO taking over? Because, you know, to break it down and for those that don't know, which I, I find surprising, but chief marketing officer chief um, information officer. Our information is digital. Our communications are digital. Everything that we do is digital. So surely the CIO should maybe just have a marketing person that deals with agency for the creative and then he or she takes a decision or... Am I going to have a couple of crosshairs put on both of us?
0: <laughs> well, I think that that's a, a potential direction you know, that some organizations are going to go with. And I always find it kind of difficult to say, which way is it going? Is it this or this? Well, usually the answer is yes. <laughs> some organizations are going to go that way. You know, we're also seeing the emergence of a chief digital officer. Many organizations are looking for that because one of the risks, I think, of, of also – one of the risks potentially of kind of folding the CMO in with the CIO or the other way around um, is that you know certainly marketing is one of the first – Destinations of a digital journey. Uh, to put it in a pretentious way, uh, I think that it is for certainly one of the first areas that people look at. But one of the things we're finding is that digital really is much more pervasive. That digital also it pertains to how you develop products, uh, how you're interacting with customers, certainly, how you're interacting with customer with uh, sorry with employees. That's why we talk about the digital workplace, which is the uh, kind of see that as the in, inward facing uh, counterpart to digital business. So you don't want to al- al- align it only with marketing, you know, okay. because then it's just seen as oh we need a nifty app or oh we need to be on social media well, okay yes you probably do yes you need to do that but it also has to do with how you're evaluating employees you know what sort of rating system you're giving them it also has to do with how you're dealing with suppliers uh, how are you exchanging information uh, what sort of uh, uh, what sort of relationship and what sort of interactions do you have with your suppliers and your partners so the digital transformation really really does go across the board um, so we don't want to put only
1: folks Focus on marketing, even though that is often is a good place to start. So the CDO is a position that we're going to probably start to see filtering through now.
0: Mm-hmm. We definitely have; it's already started.
1: Fantastic. Um, Just to wrap up, Jeff, um, tell us quickly on the symposium. How do we find out more information, the dates, where do we book, how do we get tickets? That's uh, uh,
0: gartner.co.za is the best place to go. It's held 26 to 28 September in the CTICC in Cape Town. Okay,
1: fantastic. Well, for everyone else that's not in Cape Town, it's a great excuse to get down there. I mean, September is also a nice time of the year, so you really did time it Mm -hmm. well. And uh, thank you very much. Thanks for coming through. Thank you. This is always fun. Excellent.
0: This is Cliffcentral dot
1: com.